Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Joe Dasher's podcast. podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 204 of the Drunk Dash Reds Podcast. It's so crazy to say 200 and something. I know, right? Yeah. I am your host, Tyler, and joining me, as always, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. Give the Jack of Hearts. What's up, buddy? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just called Jack Parts. <laughs> I know, right? That's kind of a retro what? blast, isn't That's... it? <laughs> I, I, whoa! I don't know what happened there. That is us, Jack of Hearts, we're talking to. That is Sir Colonel Gables. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm doing fine. But yeah, man, <sighs> Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. I have been thinking about nothing but Mario Kart ever since I bought it yesterday. I've played a hell of a lot of it, but <laughs> other than that, though, the week has been going by, well, quickly, quickly for the most part. How about you, Tyler? Um, have you ever been like pumping gas before and then farted <laughs> and wondered to yourself, "Is this how it ends?" <laughs> no, but I've. Because we... I had that moment a few hours ago. Really? Yeah. It's have like... you? Did I just did I just kill did I just kill myself with flatulence? <laughs> Is this how I die? Really? <laughs> I was concerned. I don't know. No, no. If you were smoking at the pump, yeah, that would be a cause for concern. <laughs> especially at, especially with the fart involved, that would just be that'd be the match. Well, let me just ask uh, you this question: Have you ever had somebody crash into your car while you're pumping up fuel at the gas station? No, but yeah, that's actually happened to my mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> a couple of years ago where we were sitting at the gas station inside of our car and my mom was pumping gas and all of a sudden we see this old lady started driving her car and she wasn't looking where she was going. Her car was moving without her even realizing she was fiddling things and she crashed into the like the one of the side of the cars and broke one of the windshield fluid things. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which it was very scary because if that would have like hit just the right angle, that could have ignited something if it was hard enough. <laughs> yeah, true. That's a, it's, it's one time. It's probably one of the uh, worst times to get hit by a car or get your car hit. Oh yeah. Speaking of cars, I had an interesting week this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Thursday, is it Thursday? Yeah. I was on the way on my way to work. I was. Uh, I kind of work in a, kind of a back roads little area. Um, it's right off a bypass, uh, so not. Usually it's just a lot of big trucks and people that work back there that go there. No, no, nobody else. Um, so I stopped at the stop sign. I was looking uh, for oncoming traffic. Um, it's on my street, on my work street, and I I look. There's a few cars coming. I got plenty of time to go, so I I start going. Uh, but the car behind me didn't really have enough time to stop and then go. Uh, before the the cars got there, so they decided, nah, I'm just gonna go through the stop sign, and they just rear-ended me. What? Um, so that was, yeah, that was an interesting way to start my day. No real damage done. I'm fine. Got decent. It hit me hard enough that it actually uh, knocked my glasses into my windshield. Uh, <laughs> I got a pretty good case of whiplash, but that was that was a good oh, way to start today. Man, I was more, yeah, I was more upset than anything about losing 45 minutes of overtime than anything else, but. Yeah, that was my first um, accident where I was uh, driving in a vehicle. So I've been in like other ones where I was a passenger, but never actually driving. That was a little scary situation. Yeah, no shit. Uh, luckily, she's okay. I'm okay. What was weird though is uh, she works at my work. Um, I've seen her around a few times, but I don't really know her. Uh-huh. Um, is people were actually stopping at the stop sign, blocking other traffic behind them, or stopping and pulling over off the bypass. And coming up and talking to her and hugging her and making sure she's okay. Nobody asked about me. Oh, that's fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> You're the like, one who got in a fucking accident. She was the one not yeah. paying his fucking attention and they come and console her. I mean, come like, on, I dude. Get she's, I get she's young and pretty attractive. And I'm just me. But, like, I got hit. 
I'm no one like nobody like one person stopped and like asked if she was okay. And they talked for a minute and they're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're okay." Um, but that was, yeah, it was it was really weird. And to think of it this way, <laughs> probably some odd circumstance she'll probably become like boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> no, she's she's happily married. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no, it was just a, it was a weird uh, way to start the day. Not, not how I want to start it. Uh, but anyways, other than that, I'm doing okay. Uh, I have also picked up Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah. I get to play it, but I have it. I've actually bought a shit ton of games this week. Um, really? Uh, to add into my backlog of video games. Um, bought, picked up the season pass for Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Uh, they had a deal if you bought the season pass, basically got one episode for free. Um, so I just went ahead and bought that because I'm probably going to buy them all anyways. Might as well get a discount on, on it at, at that. Um Picked up Little Nightmares. It's like a side, looks like a side scroller kind of game. Like, um, I've heard nothing like but good scary... things about that, man. Yeah, it's like a scarier looking, darker version of Inside, which I'm definitely interested in picking up. All right, not picking. I already picked it up, but playing. Uh, I picked up Kamiko. Uh, I think is how you pronounce it. It's a five dollar game on the Switch. It looks. It's like a top down game. Looks like oh. um, a Link to the Past has that same art style. Uh, I'm definitely want to check that out. Obviously, because I bought it, and I. I uh, Picked up uh, Overwatch again. Uh, we were talking about last week, and I saw it on Amazon for three bucks. So I bought that, and I forgot one more. I picked up Outlast Two, which there you uh, go. is a game, one of the games I'll be talking about. I played this week, which I guess we can just kind of jump on into. Um, so uh, I'll go real quick. Yeah. Um, I I played episode one of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it is really good. I'm loving. Uh, that Telltale tell had a rough patch there for a little bit with uh, Walking Dead Season 2 was a, wasn't was that great. Uh, a couple other, uh, Game of Thrones was meh. Um, and there was the other one that Jake really liked, but overall people were like kind of meh on it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but, uh, Probably the, the Batman Fables. game, probably? No, it was the Fables one. Yeah, oh. it was yeah, based on a comic series. The I Wolf Within? The actual, yeah, Wolf, Wolf Among Us or the something Wolf like that. The Wolf Among yeah. Us, yeah, there you go. Um, so I have that one, but I bet to play that. But um, I had a rough stretch there for after Walking Dead, and they knocked that out of the park. Uh, but lately, they've been um, they've been kind of they found their stride again with uh, Tales of the Borderland was great. Batman oh was yeah, great. Um, and Walking Dead, the new frontier so far. The fourth episode just came out this week, but I've only played the first two episodes. Um, so far has been great, and now Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy has been uh, so far after the first episode is really good. Uh, I like. I, I'm a big fan of the. Some reason my dogs are growling at each other. Oh, stop it! <laughs> both got a bone. You don't have to fight over. You don't have to fight over each other's jackasses. Uh, anyways, um, no. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm excited for uh, Volume Two coming out. I think next week. Uh, I might actually go see that one in theaters. Um, but I've. It's not the same character. It's not the voice actors from the movie doing it. But even the voice actors in this. Um, are really good. It's funny. Uh, it's got some. It kind of brings you back to more of that Tales of the Borderland. Um, or I, th- I think so. So far, it isn't as funny as Tales of the Borderland, but it's only one episode. So, uh, but I like the new bad guy. I like where it started. I like everything so far. It's tough to talk about these games really without spoiling too much. Um, but so far, they are um, kicking ass on this, and I am mm. excited to play more. And I hope they've been doing a great job with since uh, last year with with Batman, where they're releasing it up when they release all five episodes in four months and so far they've released four episodes of Walking Dead season three and I think four months still four or five months um, came, first episode came out in like late December so yeah about four four months um, and then I uh, hope they do the same with Guardians of the Galaxy because I, I, this is my one of my biggest complaints so far other than technical issues um, that was my biggest complaint was it take a year for a fucking game to uh, be, be finished so uh, yeah that's good so far uh, the other game I've picked up, uh, I mentioned Outlast that I actually played. Um, Outlast 2. Uh, it was our both of ours, number two game of the year for 2013. Oh, yeah. Uh, big surprise for us. It was a free game for PlayStation Plus. Um, that game was fantastic. Uh, this one so far has been um, okay at best to me, um, which I'm really upset about. I. I loved the first one when being in the mental institution in Colorado. Um, it felt like you were um, kind of like you were trapped. You know, it was kind of like the, something that I loved, kind of like The Shining or uh, right. The Thing. Things like those. So those uh, are my, so my two of my favorite 
uh, horror movies are those two, and it's just that claustrophobic feel where you're just kind of stuck in the situation, and uh, you gotta you can't get out. Um, and this one it gives you like now you're in Arizona, you're in the desert like area, but there's a lot of farms and stuff like that, a lot of crops there and stuff around. Um, and it's um, they try to give you it's a little more open, the areas are more open, um, and they try to make it feel like it's more open world. But when you actually start like trying to mess with things like. There's a lot of doors and a lot of houses, but you go to open the door um, or try to go through a window. Uh, they're jammed, or you can't open the window, or you try to climb on this ledge, and you can't climb on this ledge. But there's another ledge over here that looks like almost identical, but you can't climb that one. But it's only because, but that one's part of the story, and that one's not, so you can't actually climb that way. Huh. Um, so it, it's like this false sense of like being open, but still the openness of it kind of. I don't know. It just kind of ruins, um, I guess, that illusion for me. And it, huh. the pacing is really off. Where like, I thought Outlast was great. Where it was just kind of like this roller coaster ride. Where it would be like, oh, you're safe for a few minutes, and then like, oh, here's this monster or the scary guy, and like, let's hide and sneak sneak by him. Um, or then, oh god, now I'm being chased. Like it's just all ups and downs and uh, going upside down, all that things. Um, and this one, it. I, I've played it, and for there was so many like spots where it was just constantly, and it was like staged events where you're constantly being chased by something, um, and it felt more like, um, like a horror version of uh, Mirror's Edge, like where you're doing like bad shitty parkour. Right. Like, my guy can run and jump over things like super athletic, but he's supposed to be just a cameraman, and then he can like, but then he can also like do like a combat slide like you do in like a third person shooter. That don't make um, any sense. Yeah, and it's just, and there's a lot of, it's just too much of that, I think. And then, and there's certain areas, too, where, like, I loved it, where, like, in Outlast 1, where, like, you were in these small corridor areas where sneaking by people uh, was a lot more difficult. It was way more tense. In this game, um, even in areas where it's not a stage event where you're being chased, uh, it's just easier to just run by the guys. And that's kind of, like, what the openness of the areas give you. Um, now I can just kind of, oh, I don't have to, like, I don't, there's not like one singular path I have to go down at last like or like I can kind of go around them in this area but in this one it's like I can just go 50 feet in that direction and just run right past him and by the time he like hears me or sees me I'm already gone you know it just kind of ruins that uh, effect to me as well um, and th- there's weird like flashbacks and like dream states where like you, you play this guy named Blake and his wife you get in a helicopter crash and his wife Lynn is taken and you guys are like the Antichrist to these people. It's a big one. It's like a feels a lot with like uh, these like religious cult people. Um, and there's like these two battling um, groups with different beliefs. And um, one wants to kill you and the wife, and the other one, I don't really know what they want to do so far in this game. Uh, put about three or four hours into it. I think I'm about halfway. Um, but I don't know if I'll actually finish it. Like, it's not drawing me back. Like, I feel like I keep forcing myself to go back to it. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that are bothering me, too. Like, like in these events where you're being, you're being chased, it does, like, going back to the Mirror's Edge um, comparison, like, if you don't, like, go to the area that you're supposed to go, like, you're going to die immediately. It's more, it's more of, like, trial and error kind of thing than anything else because, like, I gotta run, and if I don't, like, it's dark out, so there's, but there's this one, like, little gap in this fence here that I can. I can... Anyways. <laughs> no, so there's these weird, like, issues where you're being chased, and it's like, oh, I didn't see, like, it take me four or five times, like, oh, there's this gap in this fence that doesn't look, doesn't really stand out any more than any other place mm. that you go through, or there's this little area you have to crawl underneath to get through, or there's something like that like oh i can actually jump over this fence over here but all these 30 other fences i've seen throughout the game i wasn't able to jump over like like it's just there's so many points in this game that bothers me like they just change the rules to the game to make it apply um to the story that just sounds Um, very convoluted tyler mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's a bummer like uh it's 30 bucks uh it's i've heard it's longer than i think the first one is probably like four hours or so and i've heard um people talking about it online saying it's anywhere from 6 to 13 hours depending on how you want to do it if you want to do uh, some a lot of exploring or whatever or if you just want to gun through the game um, so I don't know I wonder if that maybe hurts the game more maybe it would be better if it was a 4 or 5 hour game than um, a 6 to 13 hour game and maybe it has that bit of a portal effect where 
Portal was great, but I don't know if I want to play a 15 hour long Portal game, and that's where a lot of people fell into the issue with Portal 2. Um, it could be the, the same thing, where I don't want to be scared for 10 hours on uh, a 4 or 5 hour tight experience is better for me. And I, I think that might be it. Uh, I don't know. But so far, it's no good. I'm, I'm going to probably try to play it some more tomorrow. Um, and see if it sticks. Maybe have to get, maybe something will, will click for me because I, I love Outlast one so much. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a bummer because I you know like we like I mentioned earlier, we both love that game uh, the first right. one. So uh, I want to love this one too. But, I know. Uh, I, I've, yeah, I can't I've, force it. I've seen like some portions of like the video footage and stuff from like Outlast two. I haven't really been well because of the whole slew of games I've been getting lately and stuff. I haven't really paid too much attention to wanting to play Outlast 2. I've seen some videos from some like YouTubers and some this and that and stuff and from what I've seen it sound it feels like it's uh, not feels like but it looks sort of like I said before sort of convoluted because the main draw of the original Outlast is you're inside of an insane asylum. There are set pieces that you can go through and it works in that type of environment. And from what you're making it sound like, it's like they're trying something vastly different than what Outlast is generally supposed to be. I mean, generally you can do the same things with like a camera and stuff and being pretty much helpless and stuff, navigating throughout this open area of this and that with that false pseudo like uh, open world sort of feel. But at the same point and stuff, is it really feeling like Outlast? That's just a thing. It's like uh. um, the camera stuff does, and like a lot of the the people you see in the game look a lot like the guys in um, in Outlast One, right? And I, I think that's uh, another thing about Outlast One is like the, the mental institution alone, like that the building you were in was just scary in itself. Yes, like I'm in a mental institution, like and there's a lot of weird shit going on, and it's just like there's there's people issues in there, and that's scary. And this one, it's like I'm outside. It doesn't like I'm not, like I mentioned. Maybe it's just going back to like being, uh, you know, like you're just you're trapped. And I don't feel like I'm trapped in this game. Like, like uh, I feel like I can like even though I can't, it feels like I can just probably go off to the like jump this fence right here, but the game won't let me do it and just run in that direction and probably just find safety. Um, and I, I feel like this. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. I, I there's a. There's a lot of issues I have with this game, and uh, I, I respect them trying to do something different. Like you know, they don't want to, they don't want to go out. Like they can probably just did not, uh, just did an Outlast two, and it'd be like very similar in another in a house or something like that, like a mansion, like a Resident Evil kind of thing. Okay, like I would that. have loved something like similar to that. That sounds actually yeah. pretty awesome. And I, and I would have been, I probably would have really enjoyed that too. But um, I re- like, but I respect them for trying to do something different. And um, I don't feel like, and it's getting pretty good reviews still, um, but I, I, for me, it's just it hasn't clicked. And maybe it's just been since that was the first one of those that I, that um, that I played, and I think probably you played. That now there's been a million people that have copied that, um, uh, and a lot of I played a bunch of other ones that are similar to that or try to do that same thing, uh, and we're just kind of numb to it or doesn't feel yeah. the same anymore. I think it could just it could be that it could just be. That was our first one of those, and it meant a little bit more than uh, than the rest do. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it, it broke our horror game uh, hymen, is what it did. <laughs> now we're just fucking taking anyone we can find, filling that hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler getting yeah, philosophical on the podcast. This is just kind of Yeah, funny. Getting, getting deep now. Uh, let talk about farting at gas pumps and filling holes. That's what I do. Um, but anyways, uh, that's basically what I've been playing. Uh, you said you meant you've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us about it. Well, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I picked it up yesterday after work. And uh, I've been trying out not only like uh, the different, you know, I'm not, let's see, I've been trying out the handheld portion of Mario Kart 8. You know, taking my Switch on the road today and just uh, going through Playing a little bit of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe while out doing errands and this and that. And I gotta admit, man, this this game, 
this game really makes me want to go out and keep playing it because there are enough features in this game where it feels like it's vastly superior than that of like the uh, original Mario Kart 8 and the Wii U. I mean, yeah, there's new battle modes, there's different types of like uh, online modes and stuff, but I haven't even tried those yet. I've been so focused on going through and just playing Mario Kart 8 again because the thing about it is Mario Kart 8 in and of itself is so good that even when I go back and try to complete certain cups over again, like I did originally, <laughs> it's still a fucking blast to play. And I have to admit, it's with the addition of uh, the new characters and like there's new carts and stuff and all the DLC stuff that's inside there, it's definitely the total package when it comes to being the de definitive version of Mario Kart 8. Now, with that aside, I have noticed a few differences in regards to how they've structured this uh, the races and stuff. So, in the original Mario Kart 8, you have the option of carrying one item with you at a time. But in this game, you can actually carry two. In hindsight, it actually works really well because it balances out and makes it uh, feel like an online atmosphere where you're going through and you're getting hit by turtle shells a little bit more often and hidden like, uh, with lightning bolts and this and of itself. But at the same point... It also makes it sort of a little bit more difficult to go through in complete races without being, like, having something gone through and just uh, kind of disrupt you from getting, like, finishing first in some races. Inside the 50cc, I have, uh, I have nearly completed the 50cc from all the maps already. <laughs> and uh, throughout that, I know I it hasn't been... You know, that's the thing. With the Mario Kart with the 50cc, it's the easiest mode, pretty much. It's easy mode. So, I have come across few, if not any, type of issues in regards to the item. Like, the amount of items that are coming up on the screen here and there. That's probably going to be vastly different when I try to go through on the 100cc and 150. But, man, I'll... I'll oh, man. It's... Like I said, I'm still enjoying the hell out of Mario Kart 8. I mean, there's still, like, other things I need to do. I can go through time trials, I can go through this and that and stuff. It's just amazing to me that a game that I've pretty much played when it first released and stuff, it's given new life on the Switch, and even playing it in handheld mode, the game really feels smooth, it looks crisp, it's... There's hardly any type of uh, hitches or any type of, like, bad stuff taken away from it. It's a comparable port. Like, actually, not like a port. It's more like a rem... Yeah, it is more like a port, now that I think about yeah. it. <laughs> it's a definitive, a definitive... Yeah, definitive edition. Yes. Easy for me to say. Definitely that. Oh, that's... Yeah. My, my, my one hope... Uh, you know, I'm happy they added a battle mode into it, because I didn't like the first one. Um, yeah, the battle mode was complete shit in the first one. Yeah. Um, uh, they add some new characters to it, which I like. There's like 42 characters. Yeah. But I think that counts like the eight different... Um, isn't like the eight different uh, Yoshis or whatever the hell is in it? Yeah, the different colored and, Yoshis and the Shy Guys and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what it is. So really it's like like high 20s probably. But anyways, that's still a good chunk of characters. Um, I my, my One thing that bugs me out is they didn't add any more uh, maps, which is in events, in cups, whatever. That's I'm very hopeful. true. I'm hopeful. I know it's supposed to be the, the definitive edition. Um, that means it's supposed to have everything, but I still hope that there is um, some DLC that comes out for it, because I'd be more than happy to play it again. I heard rumors, uh, I remember hearing rumors uh, late last year or two years ago um, that they were they might announce they might announce more DLC packs at uh, E3. It might have been E3 2015. That's what happened. And they never did, and I'm hoping that maybe they made some, and they just haven't released them yet. Um, it'd be kind of shitty if they did make them and then didn't put them on the Definitive Edition, but I would be more than happy to play more Mario Kart uh, new levels. Uh, I've, I'm obviously excited to play Mario Kart 80 Dude. Because uh, I love Mario <laughs> Kart 8. Um, that was that game. That's probably my second favorite Mario Kart game other than DS. So um, They're probably already working on Mario Kart 9 as we speak. That's probably what they're going to do. <laughs> that makes me... I mean... And I was thinking about that um, earlier today. I'm like, I mean, if they, 
with this being released, it almost makes you wonder if there's not going to be a 9 for a while. Like It's probably more than likely it's not going to be for a while. I mean, look how long it took between Mario Kart Wii and Mario Kart 8. I mean, we're talking about, oh gosh. Seven years? Six years? Yeah, six or seven years. And this is a Mario Kart that's supposed to tide us over until they release another mainline one. Which yeah. is probably going to be like another probably two or three years, at, if not that, you know, before we yeah, even see I mean, some inklings. I think it'd be smart to, you know, maybe 2019 or something like that, because they've got a good chunk of games coming out this year. And yeah. Who knows? Maybe, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know who's, who, what's going to be happening next year. I guess we'll find out probably in the next six weeks or so. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's great. It's a great game. Uh, I haven't even played it yet, but I know it's a great game. <laughs> I play on the Wii U. Uh, you know, I bought the DLC and I loved all that. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to play it again, dude. Obviously, all I gotta say is, man, like the last cup that I've went through was the Hyrule Circuit, and I went through the Hyrule course and stuff, the Legend of mm-hmm. Zelda one. And man, that course is so fucking cool because you're going through Hyrule Field, you're going through like uh, the Hyrule Castle. The symbolism, of a lot of things are structured after uh, Twilight Princess, obviously, because that's pretty much what uh, the last Zelda game was before. Well, actually, no. It was Skyward Sword, now that I think about it. But anyway, there's, yeah. there's there's subtle references to the Legend of Zelda franchises. There's enemies, there's rupees, there's little, like, guardsmen and stuff, yeah. and the towers are right there. There's a, there's a giant master sword, like, right in the middle of the fucking, like, uh, course and everything. Does it, it turn to a boost at the at the third track or third lap or something, I think? Yeah, too. I think that's what it is, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, man. Yeah, it's you just... Been... Yes. You were saying? No, no I was wondering if you, uh, you played if you played anything else this week. Um, actually, I played like a little bit of uh, Shovel Knight. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, game's great. I yeah. just suck at it. Well, that's just the thing, though. Shovel Knight. I love the style of games. I love the style of like two D games where it feels like I'm playing something from my childhood, from like after the NES and Super Nintendo. So for the Shovel Knight, I have gone through at least four of those nights. I've went through, and I am pretty much at the at the same point that I was in the Wii U version before I stopped playing. I've upgraded my shovel to its maximum. I've gone through. I got the the armor that I wanted to get. But I gotta say, man, it's like the, the levels are very creative, are very fluid in terms of their design and stuff. The soundtrack is absolutely awesome inside Shovel Knight. But uh, let's see. The game really isn't as difficult as uh, as I would have thought it was. <laughs> of course, coming from a person who has gone through the original Ninja Gaiden and has gone through the original Castlevania and even Castlevania Three, <laughs> yeah, this probably isn't as like challenging as those games. But at the same point, it's I feel like the challenge points inside uh, Shovel Knight are comparable enough to where it's enough of a challenge for somebody that well for for classic gamers and everyone else. But uh, it's still pretty damn fun to go through and beat a lot of the different bosses like Spectre Knight, Plague Knight and stuff. The Mole Knight. Oh my god, Mole Knight is kind of funny too. But uh, the thing about this edition of Shovel Knight on the Switch is it includes all the DLC stuff. Oh wow. It Yeah, it includes all the DLC stuff. It was 25 bucks, And so you can... From the get-go, you can actually switch between Shovel Knight, Plague Knight, and Spectre Knight. And I think the there's another knight, there's another like uh, knight, an enemy knight that you can control too. But I don't yeah, think I that DLC is out yet. There's one that I think it's Spectre Knight. Uh, it's actually a completely different game. Yeah, it is because yeah. you know Spectre Knight has this, like the certain dash ability and stuff yeah. where you can actually go through and traverse levels to get things because your main point is to try to recruit all the other types of knights in order to get on uh, this enchantress's side and stuff yeah it's like a prequel to shovel knight isn't it yes quintessentially it it is yeah it's him getting the bosses together that's right so yeah other than that that's pretty much what i've been playing in a nutshell all right cool you playing on the switch yes okay i couldn't remember if you got on the switch or not i think i keep thinking about picking that up and i'm just like no i've no i suck at that game I'll enjoy it for like three levels, and I'll get my ass whooped and get mad and quit playing it. Um, but <laughs> speaking of uh, Nintendo games, um, or Nintendo, 
they announced this week, uh, just a couple days ago, actually, uh, the new 2DS XL. Yeah. Um, it'll be out, I think, July 28th um, for 150 bucks, And this will allow people... It looks like the 3DS um, has a flip cover. It's not just a, a pancake-looking fucking thing it was before. This one can actually probably fit in your pocket. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow you to play new 3DS games um, that they weren't able to play in the 2DS, the original 2DS before. Right. Um, there's a lot of different versions coming out. It looks pretty cool. Um, I I think this could be big money for them uh, down the line because I think there's a lot of people. And I, I you know kind of listen to people on the internet when I first heard about. It, I'm like, Ugh, why, why are you making it now? But uh, people were mentioning like a lot of parents didn't want to buy it for their kids because the 3D part scared them. Um, this being the 2D, uh, not in the 3D elements, but have all the three, be able to play all the 3DS games. And um, also being fairly cheap, 150 bucks cheaper than the 3DS model, um, is pretty cool too. I mm-hmm. if I didn't have a, if I didn't have a 3DS right now at all, or I have the new I have the XL, the new one. Um, I would probably just go this route because especially now a lot of games right. um, aren't even using the the uh, 3D element. Like uh, the last Pokemon Sun and Moon didn't do it. Nope. Uh, Hyrule Warriors didn't do it. Uh, Pikmin isn't doing it. Nope. So basically, all the big games coming out at the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, or having the 3D element. Uh, the super, what's the the Mario Maker didn't have it either. So that's very true. Think? The thing about this release that was kind of surprising is this was actually this news was released like about 9 p.m. or something like that at night, like Pacific Standard Time. So it was literally overnight for a lot of us that caught wind of this. But it, I think it was Justin that actually posted the news in our chat or something while we were yeah, going I saw through. It. Yeah, I saw it in the the morning, uh, getting ready for work. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I I, I think it might have came out uh, due because Nintendo released their financial reports for uh, 2016. Yes, I think it has something to do with that. At the same point, you know, I'm not too surprised that they've went with a like a a console release and stuff. They even said they're not their uh, press, not the press things, but their direct that they had last that they were continuing support for the 3ds at least till the end of the year. But I I am kind of surprised that they went the route of actually going through and making an, an XL version of the 2DS. But, yeah, it's... They're claiming it's going to be aimed towards kids to teens and stuff like that. Which is understandable, considering that those kids, those same kids that grew up playing the 3DS are going to probably want to upgrade from a 2DS and this and that. But uh, another portion is, well, they're... Another business thing that you look at is, like you just said, not a lot of games that are recently released are using the 3D element. And that just kind of uh, is sad enough extent that the main gimmick of the 3DS to begin with is... <laughs> it's in the name. It's in the name <laughs> in and of itself. So, quintessentially, we're at a product here where it's probably... It's last, it's, it's, it's winding down. I mean, the 3DS yeah. is absolutely winding down. And this is the last major year for this system up until it wraps itself up in 2018 which hell that gives it around what seven years or so on the market and that is fucking fine by me i mean hell there's still plenty of games i want to pick up with it i mean next month i'm planning on getting the fire emblem game because i love fire emblem oh yeah it's coming out that shadows of valencia or something like that i think it's called yeah it's yeah it's just like a sequel or a remake of the the second fire the emblem game i think yeah. for the nes the famicom yeah, but uh, other than that, the design of it I really like. I do like the whole clamshell aspect yeah. of it, where it just kind of looks more or less like a handheld. You know, it does not look like something too kiddish. But the color scheme, I think the color scheme is okay. But I kind of like the idea behind the European and Japanese color schemes in and of itself. Those fuckers get all the good ones, man. They get Bullshit. the fucking orange and white ones. I mean, god, that's a want... lot better than blue and black. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. They get all the good shit, man. Oh, the console bullshit. variants, man. That that's yeah. it, it can be complete bullshit when it comes to that, man. It's like that's something that overseas have been doing for years, especially when it comes to like uh system colors. Hell. I bet I bet in Japan they got like sixty different skews of the Virtual Boy in every color. <laughs> Fucking asshole. There's probably, there's probably like an orange one out there or something. Oh, I'm not mad. Have we caught any type of release date for this thing, or did they state any of it? July 28th. Oh, July 28th. So it's actually yeah. going to be in a few months. 
Uh, I think July 28th is also when, like, uh, there's a lot of shit coming out July 28th. I think it's, like... Oh, that Pikmin not, game, I think, comes Pikmin out Pikmin comes out that. that day, and there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of Amiibo, and I think, is that... No, is that Splatoon? That's the 21st. No, the 21st is Splatoon 2. Okay, yeah, okay. It's, well, yeah, they got to... So, late July is big time for them, so they got a lot of shit coming out, so... Uh, I'm I'm just kind of surprised with the, with the switch being out that they want to do this, but I'm not so it, surprised. But go ahead. Yeah, but I mean, I I kind of makes sense. They they have like I think there's like sixty or seventy million of these fucking things out there. Yep. So, um, it it makes sense to want to keep this because this is their one big money maker they have right now. Like Switch is doing well, but it's there's only two point seven five, a lot less than sixty seventy million. Um, uh, and the Wii U has been dead for a long time. Um. So uh, you want to keep this strong, and I, if the only thing that concerns me is that this might mean that they're going to keep supporting the 3DS, which and it was weird, like the fact that they're supporting 3DS uh, still because I have one and I would love to play it more. Um, but I would like to switch focus more to the Switch. Um, yes, because more. now we're at the process and stuff. They're releasing things on 3DS, and we're thinking about it in the ways of I just want to play this on Switch. Yeah. Especially with the with the three D element going away on all these games, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm it, it, if anything, it could just be like, here's a two DS. These things still sell really well. Here's a new one. You can play. It. You can play all the new games. Um, yep. That you couldn't play before. The handful that you couldn't. Um, or it could give be an illusion that they are going to continue to support the three DS. But really, it's just like we're going to make people the people. Are, oh, cool! They're still supporting this thing, so we'll keep buying this shit. Oh yeah. But really. No, we're getting rid of it. So I'm I'm curious what I think E3 will be a big uh, telling of what's going to go on with the 3ds. Oh yeah, and then maybe towards the end of the year as well. I think we'll have a pretty good idea what's going on with the 3ds. Whether or not it's going to 2018, uh, it's going to be. Oh yeah, if this is truly in for it. So we're hearing like little bits of rumors and stuff. I actually saw a rumor today, like upon like uh, Nintendo affiliate, like Nintendo Life. Nintendo Life mm-hmm. is like a separate little thing that they do with the Europe yeah. in Europe and stuff. Where I my phone on Twitter. I know where it's like there's a rumors going around that uh, there may be a possible either re-release or even like a remaster of uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga that was originally released for uh, the Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, I played that one. Yeah, man. I, I, dude, here's a little here's a little factoid about my collection and stuff. I actually have an unopened copy of the original Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Wow. It's the Player's Choice Edition. That's the only game that I have that's unopened and that was hmm. supposed to be a gift from my little brother but he did not want to play it so I end up having the, I end up keeping the box <laughs> cool so the game's still inside and everything so it's like fuck fuck well yeah. I have an open copy of Ding and Rumpa 1 and 2 yeah but that's only because I own two copies of them and I opened the other one not that one so <laughs> ha I win uh, well there you go <laughs> yeah so uh, anyways um, one of the big topic really that came out this week we talked about last week Call of Duty uh, WW2 um, that revealed the name it's going to be in World War II uh, they released a date November 3rd uh, a new trailer for the single player mode uh, it starts off with use big surprise storming the Nor- Normandy uh, something we've done a million times already and then they got a lot of other details with the um, how the single player components going to work out and how some of the multiplayer stuff is going to be uh, they said they're not going to talk much about the multiplayer until E3. There'll be a big showing on that. Uh, but the details that we do have is that the single player mode, uh, they're not going to have regenerating health, which is something kind of surprising because that's something they basically they kind of made famous. It wasn't they weren't the first to do it, but they were the first big game to do it um, in you know the early 2000s. And then um, also the the uh, the online portion, the one little bit they did talk about is that they're going to have different like. Uh, kind of character selection so like each yep. character is going to have like you're going to have the medic you're going to have the, the the tank guy you're going to have the the typical fps guy you're basically going to everybody's going to have their role um and they're going to there's also going to be a war mode they didn't say much about what that is but they're going to that's one big thing they're, they want they're going to show off at e3 uh which to, sounds like it's going to be like kind of like um they're going the battlefield route of this where it's like war mode is going to be their big huge open map with like 60 players on it and then, uh, and even with having the uh, character classes for your um, online multiplayer character, uh, that sounds where they're going with that. And it seems like also they're going to go more towards 
like they mentioned that you're not you're no longer going to be the superhero super soldier guy that can take seven bullets and kill six guys right and then duck for cover now with now with their generated health uh you're gonna have to, it's gonna be more squad based we're gonna have to rely more on your teammates giving you ammo giving you health take care of you if you get hurt um and it sounds like they're, they're gonna deal more with kind of like it's gonna be they're gonna deal more on the depressing parts of war it's not gonna just be like like i mentioned super soldier shit like you're gonna you're going to deal with the effects of war. And I feel like Battlefield 1 did a pretty good job of dealing with that and kind of the realism of it. And, I mean, as real as you can get for and make an entertaining video game. Right. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job. Of, even though I didn't really like that game too much, I dealt with that uh, fairly well. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. I'm not the biggest fan of going back to World War II and then also doing the Normandy shit again. Um, cause it's been, been there, done that, um, several times. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see, I'm actually, um, uh, curious to see what a Call of Duty game is going to look like, um, uh, going into an E3 for the first time. And since probably Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 2 came out, and that was the last one I actually bought day one and the rest I either rented or someone bought for me. So what about you, Gables? Hmm. You know, I'm not opposed for them going to World War II and stuff. I mean, from what it sounds, the single-player campaign is going to be a little bit more... Actually, a little bit more uh, more akin to a classic first-person shooter to where things are not going to have health regeneration. So you're going to actually feel like it's going to be a bit more challenging in terms of Mm -hmm. not only navigating throughout levels, but also maintaining the survival element, like how typical war games, in my opinion, should feel like. Because if you're going to go through like a a game, like I say, a Call of Duty game or something like that, the aspect that you're a super soldier and implementing things that have been implemented, say, from games like Halo, it does not make any fucking sense. It never made sense to me in that grand scheme of things. But, uh, let's see. The multiplayer stuff, honestly, I don't really care what they do with the multiplayer stuff. It's yeah. it's Call of Duty. They'll find their own type of audience and stuff that they're going to have. They're probably going to have some sort of zombie mode because, hell, this is Call of Duty we're talking about. They've yeah, been... Pl- that. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's zombie mode. Who gives a shit? I know. If we can get a, go ahead and face off against zombie Hitler, that'd be kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't want to be up for that. Actually, if it was uh, Hitler in like a mech suit, a la the original Wolfenstein game, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> I'd actually probably play that mode. Man, but I gotta say, man, this is like... This is definitely like a counterpoint for... Uh, no, this is definitely sort of like a counter to EA with their whole Battlefield 1 going back to mm-hmm. World War 1 stuff. I mean, come on. After the type of uh, reception that Activision received for uh, inf- like Infinite Warfare and stuff with the whole futuristic shit and everybody else getting kind of angry for them just going to that certain direction. Even though Infinite Warfare, to its credit... A lot of people did not hate that game, you know? That's, I love that game. It was actually a pretty damn good sci-fi game from what I understand. I mean, I never had a chance to play it, but I'm still interested in wanting to play that when it comes down to it. I heard the single player is actually pretty decent. I probably... Best one they've ever made. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, when it comes to this, I just hope the campaign is is actually worthwhile and memorable because here's the thing. Back even before, like, uh, you know, Activision started is delving into the whole World War II things, there was, like, about, like, a decade ago, there was a f- absolute flood of World War II games. Yeah. We're talking about stuff that was on the PC, PS2, Xbox, and stuff like that. GameCube as well, from some person, from some, you know, reasons here and there. But the only... The last Call of Duty game I can think of that dealt with the whole aspect of World War Two was like what Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Three, or something. World at War. Um, well, World at War. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Seven or eight. That was two thousand eight, I believe it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yep. I gotta admit though, that was pretty damn good. I absolutely loved playing that game. As a matter of fact, yeah. it remains probably my probably my favorite behind. Uh, well, actually, that is my. Favorite Call of Duty campaign, to be perfectly honest, and Black Ops is like right underneath it. Yeah, huh. both all, all those are all good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of bummed about the idea. Like I said, I'm curious to see what they do, but I'm kind of if 
a lot of this is true and it's going more of the battlefield element like there's a place for battlefield and there's a place for call of duty and absolutely I want. I don't necessarily want them to be. I mean, I'm not the biggest fans of these games. Like, I'm not the biggest. Well, I'm, I'm, I like Call of Duty campaigns. I'm not a big fan of the Battlefield campaigns. That really haven't ever been. Um, but there's there's a place for both of those games to exist. Uh, obviously, Battlefield's picked up steam the last uh, couple games. Call of Duty's been kind of they've they've one of the biggest selling games every year, but they're not what they used to be. Um, I'm calling. And something I talk about. <laughs> I've mentioned it for years. Eventually, they're going to be like Madden, where they sell really well, but they, they they just come out and they're just another big game of that of that of the the holiday season. Um, and it's no longer the big event that it used to be. No, um, it's definitely where people would past. delay their games six months to get away from it. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, I I I love that running gun super soldier shit of Call of Duty. Uh, in the campaign mode, and I'll be kind of bummed to see it go. But I'm, like I said, I I am curious to see how they handle single player. Um, and I, and you know, I'm I'm more towards the negative. I lean more towards not going back to World War II than I do going somewhere else. But um, I, you know, I don't hate the idea of going to World War II. I just want it to be something different. Right. And when I hear that we're storming Normandy, I'm like, ugh, God, okay. And it's just all right. We're gonna do this the same shit we've done in every other one that every other Medal of Honor. Uh, I remember uh, for I think it was Xbox 360 or the first one, big one on there. Right. Literally, the first mission was storming the Normandy. The first one in Call of Duty was storming the Normandy. Yep. Uh, so it's just yeah. Like I, I've said enough about storming the Normandy, but I just want it to be different. I want you know I, it's been a, it's been a, a decade since we've done World War Two doesn't mean you can just keep doing the same shit over and over again or go back to what you did a decade ago um but you know sometimes what old is new again so oh yeah absolutely we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, here's something that's going to be kind of interesting i mean in battlefield one they had like carrier pigeons what if like at this call of duty game they try to combat that with having like carrier rats or something you know <laughs> i'd be cool with that actually <laughs> what you... if they were to... i don't know if there were elephants in world war ii but i'd be cool with a carrier elephant Oh my god, a carrier, like a carrier pachyderm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'm, Just pulling over I, Nazis with a with the freaking Dumbo with an elephant and stuff like that. <laughs> I, that'd be great. Storm, I, 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 oh my god, Storm of the Normandy with carrier elephants. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I would um, love that. That'd be great. I, I wonder who would have better. Who's gonna have better physics though? The the, bir- the birds from Battlefield One or the elephant from uh, WW Two? Oh, dude. Dude, those elephants are going to control, like, tanks. I kid you not. It's like shooting yeah, fucking sure. peanuts at Nazis. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> shooting peanuts, yes. Oh, God. If it was just a turret, uh, trunk was a turret of peanuts, yeah. Oh, I'm my in. God. I would love that. Uh, I, okay. I just made this, myself hype for this game. <laughs> if, if you're listening to Activision, and I know you are, um, make that happen. I'll buy your goddamn game. Yeah. I'll buy Gables a copy of that fucking game. You know what? I'll buy everybody on the show a fucking copy of the game. <laughs> In this, in this fucking carrier games. elephants. <laughs> yeah. You just sold five copies of the game. Activision, if you do that. Dude, here's what we should do. We should just go ahead and just tweet at, like, uh, Activision. Or at the company that's making the next Call of Duty games. Like, hey. Trey, uh, Sledgehammer. Hey, Sledgehammer. Put some carrier elephants inside this game. <laughs> yeah. Fuck carrier pigeons. Give me carrier elephants. It would not make any sense because it's inside the freaking area. It's right there, but it's like, okay, okay. I'll send a link to the podcast when it's over. And, like, we'll respond, hey, to that message from yesterday, this will make sense. <laughs> Skip to 44 minutes in, wherever the hell it is. And they'll understand. Yeah. Oh. I'm in. I'm in for this. This is this is almost as good as a Virtual Boy Mini. So, <laughs> Fuck. If if all my dreams come true for the shit, the stupid shit I've thought about in this podcast, I would be the poorest motherfucker in the world. Oh my god! I'm still waiting for Michael Bay to make that Pokemon movie. Oh, so <laughs> that day comes, I'll be so happy. I'll, I'll fucking yeah. All right. Oh my god! You just see these bunch of elephants stampeding like the freaking like Nazi headquarters, and just Hitler's <laughs> is inside the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden just goes and rampages in, and everyone's like, going, everyone's like. Elvis needs to see Hitler just going nine 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 nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> oh, oh my shit. god! Yeah, 
God. Maybe this game won't be so bad after all. Oh, just to give it another are, that way. <laughs> why don't we record in this? Put it on the internet. We should just like start saving these ideas and like and like just make it ourselves. We should just start. It just be like the movie Glorious Bastards. It's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> We're making billionaires too much too much money. This is dumb. Oh <sighs> well then, I think it was a good way to end the show. I think we peaked there this week. Uh, Gables is crying right now. Uh, you know it's good. You know it's you know the show is over when Gables is crying. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and a group. So like and join us on there at Drunk Nerds Podcast. On uh, Twitch, we are Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on there. And then on YouTube, we're uh, Drunk Drunkers Podcast in there as well. So uh, subscribe to us in there. We put the podcast up on there. So like that. Give us a big thumbs up. Um, I'll send you a copy of Jack's credit card. Wow. Um, yeah. And the joke never ends. And uh, if you listen to us on YouTube, we're also on iTunes. Uh, you can check us out on there. Um, Drunk Dashers Podcast, obviously. Um, so subscribe and leave us a five star review if you could. Um, leave us like a comment and everything. We will shout you out in the show. And oh, Twitter, we are at Drunk Nerds Pod. So follow us on there as well, please. Um, yeah, those are the. That's probably the best place to go for when the podcast comes out. That's the first place that gets up, uploaded too. So, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler, and I have been the legend known as Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone. Keep playing, keep playing, keep going through with your everyday life, and also hope to God that uh, the elephants will storm Normandy. (laughs) What if Call of Duty WW2 was just, hey, they replaced soldiers with elephants? (laughs) (laughs) You just see elephants operating tanks and just going through, just like, it's like... Oh my god. Just the whole title of the episode's like Elephant Storm the Normandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might actually be I was gonna do farty and gas pumps this <laughs> Oh good night everybody. too many beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number